you think about the fight? What you, I beat him. Everybody out there know I beat him. Everybody out there know I beat him. I controlled the fight. He was missing. I hit him clean more times. I beat him. You averaged eight punches. Less than eight punches was the most punches that you had in the round, and it seemed as though you couldn't get it close enough. Like, it already sounded like you was against me. So I already ain't, I already, I already ain't got a fair facts. shake talking to you. But let me talk something. Let me let y'all know. I want to thank the whole hood who came out here. I love y'all. I did this for the hood. Y'all know I beat that boy. Y'all know I beat that boy. They trying to, what they trying to do is they trying to get that money again with Pacquiao and um, Floyd. But it's cool. I ain't worrying about it. I'm still that nigga, man. I'm on top Cincinnati. Stand up. West side. Two, five. You're three, three, and one in your last seven fights. What will you do next? Hey, I'm three, three, and one in my last seven, but I'll be seven, no against you. Well, that wouldn't mean much. That's the end of this interview. Yeah. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on hey, crack. Sports, man. <laughs> Come on now. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk? New sports desk. You're listening to the sports show. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Sports Desk episode 166, man. Uh, Black reminded me right before we uh, <laughs> hit record about the old intros that we used to play, and that's a classic one there, when Adrian Bronner uh, fought Manny Pacquiao, man. That, that was a good one. I got to start using that in a rotation. Only if y'all can just see the video, which you can on YouTube, just go look at him. That man got whooped. In that fight, man. But uh, yeah, shout out to Black Man for uh, <laughs> reminding me about that famous uh, Adrian Bronner uh, intro. But I'm your guy one more time. One half of your sportsologist, Dedra L. Hicks Jr. And remember, folks, I am here to give it to you. Row and uncut. And this your man, Black. We are back in the building once again for another episode. D, let's get into it. Absolutely, absolutely. We have a lot to get into today, man. We're going to talk um, a few things to open up the show, but we have some breaking news that came in um, probably within the hour before me and Black Press record. And uh, we just, you know, me and Black, we just got to dive into this real quick as this thing further develops. Now, uh, Atlanta Falcons wide receiving Calvin Ridley has been suspended uh, for the entire 2022 season uh, for gambling on NFL games, betting on NFL games, sports bets. Now, all of the details are kind of just out there. But from what I've seen so far, this could change. So don't hold me to the fire. Apparently, Calvin Ridley, just like a lot of us, are using FanDuel and DraftKings and all the different sports betting sites where you could put a nice parlay in, put a couple dollars down and win something. Well, allegedly, Calvin Ridley was betting on NFL games, all right? Uh, this man uh, had, from what I understand, won a few parlays, betting $1,500 here, $1,500 there, cashing in, and uh, appears that someone dimed him out that he had been betting on football NFL games to put on this parlay ticket. Now, I get it that there is a uh, mandate in the National Football League against betting uh, against NFL games. I, I understand that. But the NFL are heavy partners with DraftKings. 
and FanDuel. And from, you know, what I can understand and from what I think I've seen that Calvin Ridley had not been a part of any language of throwing games, being a part of participating and dropping passes or uh, attitude being dismissive to inquire minds that, hey, he is trying to throw this game for the Atlanta Falcons. Now, betting on a sports bet app and throwing games are two different things here. Now, I hope the NFL and the sponsors of the NFL are not trying to paint Mr. Ridley in a character that he uh, is not passionate about his craft. This man is about to lose $11.1 million due to him participating in FanDuel, DraftKings, or whatever site that he was using doing some parlays. Now, NFL, a year. You want to suspend him for six games? Okay, he violated the policy. I get it. But you want to suspend him from a whole year off parlays? Off parlays? You want to cost him his entire salary off parlays? The man didn't throw games. The man wasn't a part of anything like that. Parlays. He violated policy. Okay. Six games, eight games, whatever, but the whole year? 11.2 11.2 million because you want to use Ridley as an example? Marcus Spears was just on Sports Center before we started, and he said like the thing that we already know. The whole league betting on everything. <laughs> you don't really? think the whole league put money down to, on, on, on any game? You crazy if they didn't. Somebody dimed Ridley out. That's all it is. Someone in the Atlanta Falcons organization dimed Calvin Ridley out. I'm not here to condemn no one but i am here to ask the nfl if they just so happen to hear this roger goodell if you just happen to hear this troy vincent the president of the nfl pa if you just so happen to hear this a couple of parlays for fifteen hundred dollars is worth this man losing his salary for the whole year when you nfl is laying in the bed with fan and DraftKings and being a, a promotional juggernaut for this sport again the man didn't throw games the man was not a participant in throwing games. You suspended the man of putting together a five-pick parlay. That's why you suspended the man while using NFL games a part of his parlay. That's ridiculous. It don't sit well with me that you make an example of this guy because of this. Because I know, I know that there have been others hmm. I'm not going to lead to conclusion here, conclusions here or start a different type of conversation, but I know that there's been others. But Mr. Ridley <clears throat> has to be the example. Black, what do you think about this whole crazy story the NFL suspending really for one year for betting parlays? Well, um, for me, D, it's really trash to me, man. For sure. Trash. I, I, and, and, and I'm going to say this, uh, Atlanta Falcons, if you did dime this man out, you're, you're horrible. You're horrible. Disgusting. You're horrible. You're best receiver on your team, and you want to dime him out because because of situations he had going on last year, or Mr. Calvin Ridley. Somebody in your circle ain't honest, my boy, or ain't truthful, ain't down for you. Talk about it. It's either somebody in that circle or somebody in that organization who ain't down for you, bro. So you need to check both. Talk about it. Because this is outrageous. So now. Sports gambling is along the lines with domestic violence and beating women up. 
you get a whole year for that now. Uh oh. Uh oh. That's what we. That, that's what we place in sports betting at now. One year. A whole year. This guy and his future. And 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 and, and let's be let's be honest. D. Calvin Ridley is one of the better receivers in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He had a he had a down year last year because of all the mental health thing, but Calvin Ridley we could say was on his way once Julio Jones left and, and the, all the focus was on him. Number one receiver, right? And now one of the years when he's making the most money he's made in the NFL in one year with eleven million, you decide to spit you decide to suspend the man for some for some parlays. Some parlays. And it just won NFL games. He probably had a game here and there and the rest basketball. You know, players bet on everything. Mm-hmm. If you ever see Floyd Mayweather, he bets on everything sports related mm-hmm. that can be betted on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like they said, man, who it's plenty. Probably the people who suspended them probably didn't have sports, sports betting going on. Or no didn't doubt. they didn't have some parlays going on. No doubt. No doubt. But we just want to make an example out of him. One year though, that's the beef. One I, year. I just don't, I don't. I don't understand what the league is doing. This is this is ugly to me. Yeah. I don't man. understand it. Like we got to be better than this man. Come on, if you're gonna suspend this man for one year, you might as well suspend the people that you do know about, mm. and you ain't suspending him. Mm. What's so the policy on this? I, 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 What's the I, I really need to see. I really want to. I'm really going to look up after the yeah, show, after we record, and I want to see what the policy is. What's the policy for parlays? Like you're not allowed to bet on sports, and as Dee just told me, you're sponsored with your partners. Yeah, you sleeping in the bed. Play, with them. Players are not allowed to bet who the NFL is partnered with. The parlays can't get a parlay off. We ain't talking about throwing. So, any of our listeners out there who listen, we ain't talking about throwing games. We ain't talking about improper, improper uh, actions to deliberately throw a football game to cost your team the game so you can receive money. We talking about FanDuel. <laughs> and this man at the crib chilling out, trying to do a little something, getting himself together. He wasn't even playing in football games when some of these bets were made. Correct. And this is horrible. This man was... At home, chilling in his house, and was like, you know what, man, I ain't doing nothing. Let me go and throw me a old six way parlay or something. La parlay, fifteen hundred, and somebody sold the mine. But he got a year for it. Crazy man, it is. It it's is crazy. crazy. The it NFL, crazy. y'all got to fix it. Crazy NFL, it's a lot of it's a lot of sideways stuff y'all doing, man. It need to be fixed. And this is one of them. It needs to be fixed. This is horrible, D. I'm yeah. not a fan of this at all. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, so this is fr- fresh off the press, man. You know, we this wasn't on the docket to talk about at all. But uh, you know, as me and Black was talking before the show started, and because I run me some parlays, <laughs> I run me some parlays. And 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 the 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 sports world, the culture of sports betting. This is the evolution of sports. Mm-hmm. You can legally place a parlay and win money. Win money, like you said. A key point. Calvin really was sitting on his couch betting whatever parlay NBA, NFL, college football, whatever he was doing. He wasn't participating in NFL games. He wasn't even participating. So I want to see the policy and I want to hear Adam Schefter and everybody else come out with more facts. Because this is outrageous. Once again, the man 
didn't throw games. The man did not participate in anything to sabotage his team for personal gain. The man got a FanDuel account. <laughs> and put a parlay together. That's why this man got to sit home for one year and lose out on 11.2 million. All right, man. So as this story further develops, of course, we'll be keeping the close man and we'll be watching um, and seeing what goes down. And then we'll report uh, back to it. So uh, we're going to get into some of the opening topics, man, before we get into the meat of the show. So um, Black. Hold on once. All right, here we go. All right, Black. So it is WrestleMania season, my boy. And we are trash with our wrestling coverage. Shout out Bubba Dub. Now, Black, we can't help but talk about what's going on out here. WWE is ramping up a pretty great card, all right? We have, you know, uh, uh, Ronda and Charlotte. We have Becky and Bianca. AJ Styles versus Edge. Um, um, we have a lot of matches that are developing that could be taking place at WrestleMania. And then we have this main event. And if you're into wrestling, you guys know the dominance of Roman Reigns. And, you know, he's being catapulted to this generation's greatest superstar. And then you have a legend, an icon in Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar has done it all on every front. He multiple time world champion, just conquered the wrestling world, the UFC world. Everything Brock Lesnar's done, he deserves that iconic status. But now these two will collide for winner-take-all uh, match. Universal champion uh, Roman Reigns, WWE champion Brock Lesnar. Black, we're getting closer and closer to this mega event. What are the feelings? Just real quick, what are you starting to feel as this match continues to build? Because they're, they're, uh, they're uh, promoting this as the biggest main event in WrestleMania history. And we've seen a lot of great ones. We have. Do you think this match can live up to what they're promoting it as? Man, D, first, man, I'm ecstatic. I'm happy. I'm excited. Um, uh, I'm anticipating this one, man. I'm, I'm, I, I, I just even thinking about it, I'm like, man, like I, we was talking as we was getting ready for the show, like I, some of the matches that they putting together, man. You, these are matches that can main event any any other pay-per-view, but this this finna happen on WrestleMania. You have your best matches on WrestleMania, and that's that's what the WWE is giving us. We and we shall see D with this rival, but it has before it happens when you hear the the all the matches that's going to be on you, it has to rival some of some of the WrestleManias of the past. But man, I'm expecting this to be fireworks from beginning to end, both nights. I'm expecting fireworks, man. And you know, this time of year, this one it really, really, really in wrestling gets gets good. When me and D was coming up, wrestling these these months from January, I mean with January mm-hmm. to April, mm-hmm. man, these was the months we were really, really locked in. Mm-hmm. Because such so many good things happen, you know, in wrestling around this time of year with WrestleMania on the way. Yep. And man, uh for this to be going down to be one of the biggest and them labeled as one of the biggest, I, I can't disagree with them. But I believe this this WrestleMania will deliver. Mm-hmm. Just just look at it, man. And then if so, if quote unquote, as we were talking about, if they find a way to land Stone Cold on this on this uh, WrestleMania, him being from Texas, that would be huge, D. That yep. would be huge. So I'm expecting, man, this to live up to the hype that it's getting. Yeah, so with all the COVID restrictions kind of just kind of dwindling away and dwindling away, 
Last year, they were able to get, um, you know, fans out there in some capacity in Tampa uh, where they had a WrestleMania. This year, it's going to be in Jerry's World, the big stadium. Everything has kind of been some, I ain't going to say kind of, man, it's just been lifted as far as all the restrictions and everything. And I just get a great feeling about what we're going to experience um, with this main event So we're going to be building it And building it All you wrestling lovers out there Don't worry me and Black got it covered But before we leave out of wrestling Black The WWE Hall of Fame A prestigious moment Great night Where all the legends pass Hulk Hogan Macho Man Randy Savage Sting um, um, The Four Horsemen Rick Fl- I mean you name it Who's who If you're a legend in this sport you are not in that Hall of Fame. Well, Black, there's one particular, one particular legend who will state his rightful claim as being immortalized, and that is The Undertaker. He will be going in into the WWE Hall of Fame. He will be ushered in by Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Black, what are your thoughts, man? Just over a year ago, we sat here. As little kids all over again in disbelief that Undertaker was hanging it up 30 years. Black, how do you feel knowing that the dead man is going into the Hall of Fame? Well, D, honestly, bro, I'm sad, man. Yeah. Because I know this this lets me know I won't see Undertaker no more. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and it sucks, but Undertaker gave me so much, man. So yeah. many great matches. Uh, as you stated, he was, he was the one that's cornerstone for... The WWE, the WWF, and the WWE. He yep. was the one who laid the foundation, man. When people were leaving left yes. and right, yes. And man, the Undertaker is one of my greatest all of all time. Like I love everything about Undertaker. This was a guy I used to have coming up. Used to have nightmares about. Used to be scared of the Undertaker coming up. <laughs> and then there's something about that intro, man. It just give you give you butterflies and give you make your hair Goosebumps. stand up. Make your hair stand up on your arm, man. Just it's it's just chilling. It. It gives you that feeling even as a grown man when it happens. Sure. You know, we see it all the time. We be like, dang, that mug still hit you. Still hit I you. Hit, I hit you when you was a kid. So yeah. I'm going to miss him, man. Undertaker, if you happen to hear this, thanks for all the great moments that you gave yeah. us throughout the years as kids, as yeah. young as young men, and then into adulthood. Yeah. I appreciate them all. Well deserved. Yeah. Hall of Fame, hats off to you. Well deserved. Well deserved. The dead man, iconic, top five wrestler, any generation, any uh, organization, did not matter. The Undertaker should be on everyone's list, top five. Uh, like Black said, 30 years in the game. He stayed true in the WWE when everybody was leaving. Hall, Nash, Macho Man, Hogan, everybody was leaving. Undertaker stayed. Undertaker was ushered into the spotlight within his first year of that character, winning the WWF world title from the mega star in Hulk Hogan. You couldn't beat Hogan back in the day. He did. And it catapulted his career to heights, man, that even to this day, you still can't, you still can't understand his career fully because it's 30 years worth. It's 30 years worth. So shout out to The Undertaker, man. Just very, very happy uh, that we're going to get a chance to see it. You know, we literally saw The Undertaker come in. And we literally see him go. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So shout out to the dead man for getting that well-deserved honor. No doubt uh, about it. All right, Black. Uh, one last entry into uh, the Hall of Fame. Now, a lot of y'all out there, we're going to see how real, how much of real wrestling fans you are. Now, Big Van 
Vader, the Mastodon, <laughs> is going into the WWE Hall of Fame. Now, my father loved Vader. Mm-hmm. He came out with the Mastodon thing with the smoke, with the red eyes. He was just amazing. A big man, a true big man with athleticism before his time. He serves uh, as a big staple in wrestling, the WCW days, and then coming over into the WWE. I mean, he was just so, uh, 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 he just had your attention. He, he, he caused a lot of damage in there. Great matches against Shawn Michaels and Hogan and Savage and uh, Hall. And, I mean, just great matches that he put on. Ric Flair just... He was, he's an underrated superstar, and I'm so glad he is getting his just due. Unfortunately, uh, Vader passed away uh, a few years back, but I'm glad that the WWE is doing the right thing here and immortalizing Vader and put him into this year's WWE Hall of Fame. Black, what are your thoughts on Vader? Big fan Vader, yes, man. Yes, sir. It, he was one of the favorites. Yes, sir. Especially when he was coming up, and I... And, and his days at like WCW, man, he were, he's they set the standard for the bigger guys being athletic. No doubt. You know, they no they set the standard because when we was coming up, your big guys were always slower. Either come off the rope and sit on you. Yeah. But they weren't athletic. Big Van Vader get on the ropes, moving back and forth. I mean, just, just, to, yeah. <laughs> just to see him, man, and coming up as a kid, he was he was definitely one of the more exciting bigger guys in the uh, WCW and the WWE. And also, uh, do y'all know if you remember his time with Kane being tag team partners? Yep. Man, it, amazing times right there uh, when they were tag team partners. They became champions at yep. one point in WWE uh, in WWF. But man, a lot of memories from Big Van Vader. Man, happy that he's been immortalized and going to the Hall of Fame for the WWE. Yeah, shout out WWE for getting this done. All right, man, we're gonna roll along. Blacks, <laughs> Black at sixty-two years old. <laughs> <laughs> At 62 years old, Black, <laughs> I got a good feeling we probably be doing a lot of chilling. Yeah. Well, you know who ain't doing a lot of chilling at 62? The great iconic Sting. Man. Now, real quick, Black, go on and tell the people, man, what transpired with Sting last night. Well, man, uh, last night was uh, the AEW's pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Can't remember the name of it. Forgive me. Mm-hmm. But uh, Sting was on the bill. You know, and I was I was like, man, Sting probably, you know, just make an appearance and have people like, oh, wow, man, Sting's here. Be up in the rafters looking down at somebody. But, man, were we treated <laughs> to seeing Steve, Sting being involved in a match. And this man not only was in a match, he decided to go up in the crowd and get up in the stands and, and jump and dive down to, back to earth and go through a table. Man, this guy is 62 years old now. D reminded me some. He said, "Bro, you got to realize when we were when we were teenagers, he was in his prime. Mm-hmm. He was 30, almost going on 40 years old." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Man, it don't even seem like that. It didn't seem like that." But the see steam man, that 62 year old out there still competing, man, it's it brings laughter and be like, "Man, we seen this guy from literally day one as kids." Doing his thing to be 62 years old and yeah. out here with these young kids yeah. who still in their 20s and early 30s, man. Yeah. It's crazy to see him still competing at a at a age at the age of 62. Yeah, but crazy. man, Steam, we gotta we gotta hang it up, man. We don't want you to hurt yourself, man. I know you love the sport. Yeah. But man, come on, let's hang it up. Let's not be 
diving through tables, man, getting yeah. people up out of here, man. But yeah. shout out to Sting, man, on an awesome moment last night at AEW's pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, for me, I was just amazed. <laughs> That this man is 62 years old doing this, man. Diving off interest ramps and going through tables. <laughs> hey, man, just shout out Steam, bro. Hopefully you're doing all right today if you just so happen to hear this. I'm sure you're pretty iced up and uh, soaking in some Epsom salt, man. But shout out to the legend, the iconic uh, Steam. All right, Black, this past weekend was UFC 272, I believe it was. You had the grudge match, the main event that we have been calling for for quite some time. The real rival, bitter rival. These guys really... Hate each other. Game bread Jorge Masvidal taking on Kobe Chaos Covington. Black Covington gets to win in a five-round decision. Black Masvidal has suffered his third straight loss. Mm. He has not lived up to the hype that he has earned after beating Nate Diaz and winning the BMF championship on the cover of the UFC video game. Just really doing his thing. Masvidal has kind of taken a step back, but Covington is still Rolling. Covington is the best welterweight in the world, besides you know who. <laughs> the best pound for pound fighter in the world, Kamaru Usman. Black, what was your takes from the fight? And do you think Masvidal can get back to that status of winning big time fights in the main event? Well, um, I hope he do because he just signed that new big deal with <laughs> UFC, with the UFC. So I'm hoping that he does get back there. But he just he just catching the stint where he just fighting fighters that's better than him. Yeah, straight up. Nate Diaz wasn't better than him. Straight uh, up. Uh, Daniel Till wasn't better than him. Cerrone. And, and Cerrone wasn't better than him. And then the guy he put to sleep, I can't even remember his ben name. Ben Askren trash. Ben Askren was trash. Trash. You yeah. know, so he just coming up against guys that's better than him. So when you go when you fight guys better than you, this this a result of it. But my. Uh, very, very entertaining fight. I love to see them going back and forth in between rounds at, <laughs> at as the bell, man. It was it was interesting to see. I already had in my head that Covington was gonna, you know, more maul them, keep them on that ground, throw with them a little bit. Mazadal had some some nice moments in the he fight. He definitely did. But it wasn't enough. Like you say, D, as much trash as he talk, as much as we don't like him, uh Kobe Covington is one of the better fighters in the UFC. In one all of the best UFC. fighters, for sure. So, uh, I'm excited, man. It, this fight was really good. I enjoyed it. It was nothing boring about it. But, uh, once again, unanimous decision. Kobe Covington, like we always see, itself. if it's... Uh, Usman. Usman. That's yeah. the only person. Yeah. <laughs> I think Tyson Fury said best. Deontay Wilder was a very... He's a very great fighter, but he just can't beat me. Yeah, Deontay Wilder's the best heavyweight in the world. <laughs> in the world, but he just can't, he can't beat, beat Tyson Fury. He just can't beat Tyson Fury, and it's the same thing with Kobe Covington and Kamar Usman. Usman. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see. I see he called out uh, Dustin, Poirier. Poirier. Dustin Poirier, so mm -hmm. I would love to see how that develops mm -hmm. and what happens with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very entertained by the storyline between the two. Uh, Masvidal and Covington, man, very intrigued by this fight. Like you said, Masvidal had his moments, but you clearly tell Covington was a better fighter. I'm not going to say Masvidal got outclassed, but he got outworked. Mm. He was outsmarted by Kobe Covington. And that's a testament to Kobe Covington's team and a testament to Jorge Masvidal's team. I know he's uh, dedicated to American Top Team, and a lot of great fighters come out of American Top Team. But you can clearly see they had the game plan to beat him. You get him on the ground, you maul him. He's not going to quit. He's not going to quit. Covington is just the better fighter. Mm -hmm. And I hope this rivalry isn't over. I hope we get to see it again. But I think Masvidal needs to consider taking some, not layup fights, 
But he needs to kind of get down into that top 10, top 15 range and start maybe fighting some of those guys and see if he can rebuild his confidence. Because when you lose to Usman twice and you lose to Covington, you're out of the title picture. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to talk about championships or anything. You need to get your stake back up. You got Leon Edwards and all these guys trying to come up and get championship fights. You can't even fight them, mm. in my opinion. So Masvidal, they got to go back to the table and figure out what they can do. You know, uh, uh, for his next fight, Kobe Covington. I don't know what he does next. Now the Poirier fight is great. We need that one. Poirier been talking a lot of trash. Covington been talking a lot of trash. Poirier can make it up the welter- uh, welterweight and get that fight done. So that is the next fight. It has mm-hmm. to be. Cause I don't think Poirier got a fight, do we? Uh, no, he don't. He hadn't announced anything. So, no. so, so after his loss to uh, uh, who lose for the who did? Who did Dustin just lose to? Oh, Dustin lost to. Oh man, what's the champ? Oh, uh, Oliveira. Oliveira. Yeah. Oliveira. Oliveira. Charles Oliveira. <laughs> Charles Oliveira. Yeah. yeah. So that 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 should that should be the next fight. All right. Yeah. So we'll see what transpires. I mean, I don't know. I, I just I, outside of Dustin Poirier, I don't. I wouldn't even know who Covington would fight. Yeah, I was thinking probably somebody like uh, Leon Edwards or one of those guys, but. Leon trying to get his title fight with um Usman. With, with Usman. Yeah. So we'll see. And, and and I'm pretty sure it's gonna be really difficult for Covington to get another rematch with Usman after being beat twice, twice. by unanimous decision. Well, first one was KO'd. First one was KO'd and then that unanimous decision. So it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with him and where he goes with that. But like you say, the Poirier thing makes makes a lot of sense. Poirier does. doesn't have a fight. Maybe something they can do uh, at welterweight, maybe fall, whatever it may be, whatever how they're going to do it. But I would love to see it, man. I would love to see that fight. Absolutely. So UFC 272 was a great event. Of course, Jacksonville is getting their shot at another UFC pay-per-view on April 9th. That fight card is building and building and building. We will cover all of the fights going into that fight. Uh, who knows, man? Black might get down to the weigh-ins or get a chance to get somewhere down there close. Those ticket prices are through the roof uh, for this pay-per-view, man. So, um, yeah, Jacksonville getting a lot of love in the MMA world. This is their third event uh, here, second pay-per-view. Uh, the first pay-per-view was massive. This one is massive as well. So, uh, yeah, man, shout-out to the MMA world for including Jacksonville, Florida. Dana White say he'll old Jacksonville forever, and he's kept his word. Yeah, man. He has kept his word. I love to see it too, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. All right, man, so those are our kind of quick takes before we jump into the meat of the show. We covered a lot uh, in the first 30 minutes of the sports desk, but we're going to go ahead and transfer over into the National Basketball Association because a lot of things (laughs) transpired since the last uh, time we talked. And I know what you're thinking. I know what all y'all thinking out there. I know what all y'all thinking, and don't worry, we are about to talk about it for sure, for sure. It's time once again. It's ridiculous. It's obvious what's being done out here. It's a nightly basis. I hope the world can see now what's really going on out here. Because it's getting ridiculous. What did you do in camp? <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, all right. Let's go ahead and dive into the National Basketball Association where they, it was a great week. 
It was a great week in the NBA, and yeah, 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 y'all know where we're going to start. We can't fool y'all anymore, huh? So uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Black this past Saturday night in Los Angeles in the crypt. Still sounds weird saying it. The Los Angeles Lakers welcome the Golden State Warriors into the arena in black. Going into this game, the Lakers have been absolutely abysmal, god-awful, trash, whatever adjective you want to use. That's what they've been. We had epic rants last week on the sports desk. You can hear that after you uh, finish this episode. But Black, the king, surfaced. And he reminded us again why he's that. But this time, it's a little bit different. So I'm going to separate the two. First off, the Lakers are garbage. That win that the Lakers had over the Golden State Warriors, I don't know what it's going to do. I still don't have high hopes for this season. I'm not naive and foolish. Magic Johnson got on NBA Countdown, and he expressed his sentiments about the Russell Westbrook trade possibly being the worst trade in Lakers history. Okay, that's no, really Sherlock. <laughs> you had to get up there. I'm still mad at Magic for leaving the way he did, mm. but I ain't, we, I ain't here for that right now. So he got up there and said what he said. The win was great. It was a great moment. I loved it. I, I just loved the theater. I was glad I was able to watch it and experience it because I feel LeBron James is not appreciated enough and he showed you last night when he leaves the game you're not going to get that now there's certain players in the league who can give you that we saw Justin Tatum drop 54 points yesterday mm. we'll talk about that in a second Kevin Durant's <laughs> capable <laughs> Seth Curry's capable Giannis Antetokounmpo score 45 average look like every time he get on the floor so we understand there are other guys capable but are guys capable of, capable of putting on a show and LeBron put on a show in that 56 so Black Vito I just need two minutes <laughs> Now I know last week <laughs> What we talked about About this whole GOAT conversation I'm not here to Go back on my word But I'm here to put out A conversation now here Year 19 Year 19 We get this Year 19 28 8 and eight, we're getting this. Year 19, I've looked at it. There's never been no one in 19 years except one other player who happened to wear purple and gold as well to put up something 50 or more points. His name's Bean. Kobe Bean. Other than that, hadn't seen it. Kobe did it on the way out the door. LeBron's still hooping, hooping. Year 19, now I know another uh, all-time great player who we talk about on, a lot here on the show, and I'm not going back on my word, but in his Washington Wizards farewell, my boy hopped out on a nice 44-piece, man, and, you know, he did that one time, and that was great to see him do that in year 15. I said that was year 15. Do y'all want to know what LeBron was doing in year 15? I'm just saying. <laughs> 
I'm just asking. I'm asking. Do you want to know what LeBron was doing in year 15 or 16? What year? Well, he won a title. I'm just asking. <laughs> I'm just asking y'all. Now, I'm not here to talk about anything that I, because I'm not doing it. I'm not having a conversation, but I'm just saying, are we ready to appreciate and put LeBron where he's supposed to be at in these GOAT conversations that y'all be having? Y'all had these conversations. I ain't having it no more. Name me another athlete who did what LeBron did. I'll wait. Time's up. You can't name them. Saturday night was beautiful. I'm talking about LeBron. I ain't talking about the Lakers. I ain't don't. What the, what the, the, the Lakers, they ain't going nowhere. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about for basketball purposes. You've never seen that. Year 19. This man could win the scoring title. <laughs> At year 19. That's crazy. You want to know who was on the floor with LeBron James at one point on Saturday night? Clint Bazemore, Austin Reeves, Avery Bradley, and Dwight Howard. Those players were on the floor with LeBron James at one point during this game. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. This was a virtuoso. Yeah, yeah, I like the vocabulary. This was a virtuoso performance by Raymond one last time for me top to bottom every aspect of the game LeBron James is the greatest basketball player not only that I've seen but he's the greatest basketball player you've seen I ain't talking about the greatest winners I ain't talking Kobe Bryant my favorite player ever I go to war for him right now and about to pull up but I'm not gonna be a liar Top to bottom, in a 19-year career, this man is the greatest I ever saw. Greatest. LeBron James, 56 on the neck of the two seed in the Western Conference. Wardell and them boys. They was out there and couldn't do nothing. Somebody had nerdy Tim, boy, Draymond, that boy, shut up. Draymond said after the game, once that man get rolling, ain't nothing you can do. Draymond said it after the game. But let's talk about LeBron James' performance, man. Yeah, man. Uh, great to see. I loved it. You know, I lo- anytime LeBron have moments like this, I love it. Yeah. But, you know, you always see stuff on Twitter and social media. Oh, man, times are so much different now. Those guys back in the day were doing a little coke, smoking, <laughs> drinking. Well, last time I checked, LeBron James smoked cigars. Last time I checked, check LeBron has a tequila that he drinks. Last time I checked, he still plays basketball as well. And he's in year 19. <laughs> Look, we seen the list. They showed the list. LeBron James uh, is in some good company. Michael, uh, Crawford, Kobe, and him. For guys to score 50 points after age. It was, I, well, I forgot the age it was. Age 37, if I'm not mistaken. But it's it's different. Like to see LeBron do it, it's just like you watching the show. The Lakers, the Lakers fans were, were like, "Wow!" It's like they was watching the masterpiece like, uh, Saturday. They night. were, <laughs> they were watching the masterpiece. So I was like, "Man, I I couldn't believe it." I was I was at a concert, Brett. I just like, man, my phone was just going crazy, and I looked down. 
And I said, man, LeBron James, 56 points. What happened? What happened? <laughs> but, man, just go back and see the highlights. Cause I didn't get to watch the full game, but to see the highlights and see what this man. You could tell LeBron was feeling it, man, especially from three. We, uh, Bron was he was so on from three. I was like, oh, man, he killing. And then, like, like Draymond said, and he just said that Draymond said, when this man gets going, it's no stopping him. No, you at can do. Oh, it's no, it don't matter who you put in front of him. No, you can do. It's nothing you can do with this guy. The man needs to be respected. See, this is one of them times where if LeBron James was gone, y'all gonna miss him. Yeah, no doubt. Y'all gonna miss him because we we probably not going to see many players do this in year nineteen. <laughs> We're not going to see many players be doing this in year 19. No. No. <laughs> for for if 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 LeBron James somehow some way somehow some way can win a scoring title in year 19 <sighs> against this younger league that we are looking at. Like you say, did we just seen Tatum drop 54, 54 points? Tatum just turned 25 years old. Yes. LeBron James is 37 years. No, I'm sorry, 38 years old. LeBron's 37. He's 37. He, he 37? Yeah. 37 same years thing. old. Same Same difference. <laughs> so to see a 37-year-old man be able to do this with kids half his age, come on, man. Come on. Look at what look at what we're doing. Look at what this man is doing. This man literally said that he could play in any era of basketball and he ain't lying. No. He ain't lying. LeBron James would have been able to play in any era of basketball. The king is telling you once again, soon you, when, you, <laughs> when you rain down on his name or have something negative to say, you get moments like this to remind people. To remind people. Oh, and Matthew Stafford was in the house. Matthew Stafford just won the Super Bowl. Yeah. So he felt like he had to put on a show. Absolutely. <laughs> and we know we know the Warriors are having their struggles, but they're still one of the better teams. And one of the teams who are being picked to win it all. Mm-hmm. Currently and for LeBron to have a, a performance like that against a top-notch team, that's really good. They're giving the Lakers 1% chance to have a chance to get to the 7th or 8th seed. 1% chance. Man. That's horrible. Man, this is a horrible team, and it I have is. to agree with D. the The moment was great, great, but moment. the Lakers are still trash, trash. So, Bron, I thank you for such a great moment because I needed that. Absolutely. When you have moments like that, I love it because I have a lot of Jordan supporters and a lot of Bron hitters. I can't wait to get back to work tomorrow because I <laughs> want to know what's up. I want to see what the talk is. But man. <laughs> Shout out to LeBron on the big game, D Saturday night, 56 points. Hey, man, the guy still got it in year 19. Absolutely. Great moment. Loved it. Just another badge or stamp or whatever on LeBron James' overwhelming legacy. And I truly believe, man, you know, you get – and Kobe was the same way. When Kobe was winding it down, a lot of people didn't have a lot of, re, a lot of love and revere for Bryant. And as he got towards the end, in the end, people started backtracking and just reminiscing on his greatness. And then when Kobe left, he became a household name that people love now. When Kobe played, they hated him. 
Venom. I used to be in places watching the Lakers games and everyone around me hated him. But I loved it. Because every single time he showed more greatness, you had no choice but to zip it. Mm. Take it. And I love when LeBron James makes you shut up and take it. Because your favorite player ain't never done that. Huh? I'm going to say it again. In year 19, your favorite player has never done that. And take this with you before you hit your pillows tonight. When you lay your head down before you go to sleep tonight, as you continue to hate on LeBron, Raymond James, just say this to yourself. A lot of stuff that I've seen in basketball that's been great in the past four years with the player who's been playing basketball almost 19 to almost 20 years in this league. I ain't seen nobody else ever do it but him. I ain't seen nobody else do it but him. Think about it. In year 16, was Kobe Bryant winning the championships? No. In year 16, what was Michael Jordan doing? Playing golf. Because in year 15, he retired. In year 16, what was Tim Duncan doing? Tim Duncan was coming, really almost coming off the bench. But LeBron, almost leading, his, leading the league in scoring, dropping 56 pieces, and looking like he back in year 12. <laughs> I'm just saying. Now, the Los Angeles Lakers, they're putrid. They might not make the playoffs. They might not. Like I said, at one point in the game, you had Austin Reeves, Kent Blazemore, Avery Bradley, Dwight Howard on the floor with LeBron James. There's only a few bright spots on this team. One is LeBron James. The other one's over there sitting on the bench for a 36 game, Anthony Davis. And then another one is Malik Monk. Malik Monk. Them being no three consistent players in this league. I mean, on this team. The Lakers going to make the play in? I don't know. The New Orleans Pelicans are a game and a half back from the Lakers. The Lakers finna go on a seven-game road trip. Starts tonight in San Antonio. And the San Antonio, uh, San Antonio Spurs are favored to win the game. <laughs> this is what we're dealing with. So reality is, me and Black are still on the same thing we were last week. The Lakers aren't any good. The Lakers might make the play-in. And if they just so happen to make the playoffs, the Lakers are going to go home in the first round. Either by the Golden State Warriors or the Phoenix Suns. That's what's just going to happen. And then we'll try it again next year and see what happens, man. All right, Black. Now, Black, what's wrong with the Warriors? Mm. The Warriors have been on a nice losing streak. It started about a week and a half ago. And they've been, been I'm talking about, been beaten. They lost to Minnesota. They lost to the Mavericks twice. They lost to LeBron and the Lakers. They're missing Draymond Green. Black, is Draymond Green the piece that's going to reignite the Golden State Warriors. Now, Black, before you answer that, we've given Steph Curry a lot of love, a lot of support, a lot of just great things to say about Steph Curry. But this is what I be talking about when we talk about Steph Curry. This is what I be talking about. Now, y'all love Steph. Steph, your golden boy. Him and Aisha on HBO and she got a cookbook. Y'all love everything the Curry's got going on. A whole wholesome Curry household. But when it's time to talk about that basketball boy, I ain't seen that boy. <laughs> he done been out there. I ain't seen Steph. This is what I be talking about. Y'all want to put him up here. 
Y'all want to put him up here in the top echelon? And he get out there in the post game, tell me this is unacceptable. We will not be losing like this. But where was ya? I told y'all back in the finals, man, when Kyrie dropped that bomb on him from 80 feet and they lost 3-1, I told you. I said, boy, that boy might not be the same after that, boy. He's one of the great players. Transcendent. Changed the game. I'll never take that away. But I'm saying right now, while your team needs you the most, Klay Thompson's still trying to get back in. You're waiting on Wiseman to come back. Cast the young players around you. Draymond's been out. Curry, where are you? Black, what's up with the Warriors? What's up with Steph Curry? Oh, man. It, it's. I have to agree with you, D. They really miss Draymond. I think Draymond is that piece, bro. He the engine that make that thing really go. D, especially, D, he set the tone defensively for them. Like, defensively, they're horrible. They're horrible. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know what's going to seem like since Steph broke the record, he been here and there mm. <laughs> to mm. take over first place. So and 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 you hear people always talk about Steph. They be like, man, this is the thing I don't like about Steph. He always disappear in these big games when it when it come down to that. In that first half of the season, he all crunked up, and then that second half of the season, he start disappearing. Mm. Well, I'm kind of seeing that now. I'm kind of seeing that now. Mm-hmm. They got to figure something out, D. Like you said, Klay Thompson is still trying to get his footing under him. I'm pretty sure Klay Thompson didn't been playing in some games. Uh, he's uh, he's probably ain't they ain't got his full win back the way he needs to have it back yet. Right, right. You Second know, so he's, so he's hearing Klay Thompson. We can might as well say he's here and there mm-hmm. when it comes to these basketball games. Draymond should be on his way back, but. Draymond has to get back in basketball shape and and those things. So how much is he really going to be going to be able to give you? He may set the tone defensively, but you need Steph to lead the troops. That's always been the knock on Steph. Where was Steph when it counted? Where was he when it counted? Why doesn't Steph have Finals MVPs? Why doesn't Steph have this? Why Steph didn't show up in big moments in the finals? Why wasn't he the one? It's always been everybody else and not Steph. This is the knock we hear all the time about him. Like, D, everything D just said, I have to agree. Transcendent. Greatest shooter of all time. But when the, when it matters the most, shoot, what? We, D, we, what, 20 games left in the season? Maybe less than that. Round about Here 20. Go, round about 20 games left in this season, and the Warriors are on a four-game losing streak. And it doesn't get any easier. They go to Denver tonight. Yeah, and we just seen what the Joker just did the other night. Yeah, they go to Denver tonight, so that's potentially five straight right there. Yeah, if they don't get a win tonight, tonight is a big night for them. It's a big night for the Warriors because they they still a second seed. They still a well. I don't even know if they the second seed. I think yeah, they the Memphis seed. is the second second they seed. They the second seed, but if they lose tonight, Memphis is the two seed. So this is a big game. <clears throat> this is a big game for them. So. I'm just concerned about what's going on with Steph. I know it's a lot going on off the court, but <clears throat> when these games matter, you need your star player to show up, and Steph has not been doing that. He has not, man. And like I said, like we're going to get a real opportunity, man, because this Golden State Warrior team doesn't have that other superstar tied to it like Kevin Durant. He was able to rely and lean on Kevin Durant when he was there. That's a fact. Steph Curry has three championships and no finals MVP. He don't have one. Now, I ain't going to lie. 
That MVP Eagle Dollar guy, that should have been Steph Curry MVP. I'm not going to lie about that. But history says he don't have one. So he don't have one. The Warriors better snap out of it. Because the uh, the young Grizzlies and John Morant, they ain't playing. <laughs> they own their heels literally. And the next time we do a sports desk, the Warriors might be the three seed. And Morant and the Grizzlies might be the two seed. So it's a close, it's something close to definitely uh keep watching. Yeah, and the Warriors have the Warriors have lost, have won two in their last seven. That's what I'm saying. That's that's that's, that's not th- good. That's not good. That's not acceptable. Going in the playoffs. Exactly. That's that's not a good look. And Steph, come on, we need more than uh this not acceptable, bro. Right. We need a little more than that. Right. You a three-time champ, bro. You need to take responsibility. Best player on the team. Superstar. And we was looking, and 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 and, and, it, and it just came to my attention, man. We the last time we seen them in the playoffs, man, and how Clay got hurt. But man, Clay before he got hurt, man, he was carrying them on their back. What was Steph? Clay went out. Steph, you couldn't do anything. These moments, these are the type of moments that don't get talked about. No, nah, they and don't. Like you say, they don't. We want to put him in the top echelon of players. Who get the job done? But have he really been getting the job done? Yeah, and, and, and here's here. I'm glad you said that. See, people like Brandon Rhodes and 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 and, and, and Kevin Dunbar who waved the flag for Steph Curry. Ain't nothing wrong with you waving the flag, bro. Like I don't. I mean, that's great. That's your guy. But when y'all gonna start being real? Like y'all, I don't never hear none of y'all talk about these moments. I talked to Brandon Rhodes the other day. He telling me it ain't a big deal. It is what it ain't. What you mean? <laughs> I asked the brother why you ain't been tweeting about it. It been a big deal with LeBron. You tweet everything else. I'm just, I ain't trying to cause no rift. But I just want to know where has Wardell been? Now, I'm watching this Nuggets and Warriors game tonight Mm. because the Nuggets are rolling and the Joker is playing like MVP Joker. Steph, you gonna answer? Your team needs you. You're supposed to be that guy. Can you please remind us again? Because you do a great job doing that before the All-Star break. Because <laughs> if uh, my memory serves me correct, you were probably front runner for MVP at some point before the All-Star break, correct? Mm-hmm. And now, nah, but they don't even call your name on SportsCenter. I'm just saying, bro. Let's have a conversation. Shout out Brandon Rose and Kevin Dunbar. All right, man. Uh, Black Jason Tatum, the mm. young bull for the Boston Celtics, dropped fifty-four on the Nets' neck. And not only did he not drop, not only did he drop it on the Nets, the Nets' neck. Boy, you went toe to toe with Kevin Durant and left him laying. Because at one point, I thought KD was finna drop fifty, <laughs> but that didn't happen. Jason Tatum kept going and going and going. Getting a big win for the Celtics. The Celtics has won 11 out of the last 12 games. Mm-hmm. Surging up through the Eastern Conference. Surging. Uh, rankings, man. Standings, man. These, <laughs> This Celtics team is playing really. And shout out their head coach. I can't pronounce his name to save my life. But shout out. I hate to say this, but shout out Neil Long Husband, man. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out Neil Long while I'm at it. Look, the Celtics are playing extremely well. Uh, uh, Sunday afternoon game That one o'clock spot On ABC every Sunday I love those Sunday NBA games Black The Celtics are surging Tatum Looks like He is Taking that next step 
when you can go bucket for bucket with Kevin Durant and then come out the victor, because let's call it what it is. That was an even matchup yesterday with the Celtics and the Nets. Kyrie Irving was there. Kevin Durant was there. Jalen Brown was back. Jason Tatum was there. But Jason Tatum looked like the best player on the floor yesterday. Black, what are your thoughts on Tatum and the surging Celtics? Man, uh, the Celtics as a team, D, this team, is they looking good. They look good. Uh, Brown and Tatum then figured some things out. They have. Marcus Smart has been playing really good basketball. D, they've won nine out of the last ten. Yeah. And if it wasn't for Pistons loss, we'd be talking about ten in a row. No doubt. To see them playing, and they up to the fifth seed. Last time we see them, they was like eighth, ninth. They were ninth. They was ninth seed. Yep. And they didn't move their way up to five. Surging. And they surging. We still got 20 games left here. Yeah. And they're beating the better teams in the NBA. They beat the Nuggets. Oh, they beat the Nets twice in that span. Mm-hmm. They they blew the brakes off the uh, 76ers. They beating the Bulls. Like, man, I like what Boston's doing. I like what they're doing Whatever meetings or whatever they was doing to figure this thing out, it, it looks like it has got coaching man. out. Coaching and and then your and then your your top players are taking responsibility. That's what it looks like. We know Tatum is that guy. Put the ball in this man's hand. Put it in his hands. It shouldn't be no situation on the court where this man ain't got the ball in his hand. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. We know Brown and Brown Brown. You he's great. He's a good player. Very good player. We know when he gets hot, he can get going. But he ain't that. But he ain't, he ain't that. <laughs> he ain't if he need to be in one of them spots where he'd be like, man, shoot, I'm finna go blow for blow with Tatum. Okay. But if it ain't that, bro, on this, this, this stretch going into the playoffs and into the, in, in the playoffs, Tatum, it need to be the one. He is the one. He needs to be the one. He is I the agree. One. I agree 100% with uh, Kendrick Perkins, what he said the other night. Uh, Jason Tatum, Trey Young. Luka Dockage, those are your future faces of the NBA. Yeah. And uh, John Morant. Those yeah. are your future faces of the NBA. Look at these guys. Look at what they're doing. Yeah. Every other night. Who, who names are we hearing? Those Luka, Trey Young, John Morant, Jason Tatum. Those are the names we're hearing more than anybody. Yeah. And we're seeing it on a nightly basis. Yeah. And these teams are starting to make their runs, and their stu- and the superstars are showing up. That's the knock on Steph. You're not showing up. Mm. Some of these superstars are putting their team on their back, and they're showing up, and they're winning games. I love what I'm seeing from Boston. I don't think Boston's done. D, I really think Boston can get up to that four, maybe three. If things swing, we're going to see what happens. If they keep winning basketball games. But I don't think they're done. I think they're going to go off, go into the playoffs being a really hot team and a scary team to play, especially with Mr. Tatum playing the ways he, he is playing. Yeah, I mean, as it looks right now, Boston, if they line up against Toronto or if they line up against Cleveland, they go into the second round. They go into the second round for sure, and then they'll end up getting a date with either Milwaukee or, or uh, Philadelphia or something like that. But the emergence of Robert Williams 
as a big man for yeah. them has been key. Yeah. Young, athletic, can rebound, can get to the rack at will. This kid is the piece that Boston has been looking for for a quite some time. They entertain trying to get uh, Kevin Love. They entertain trying to get a lot of different bigs out there. LaMarcus Aldridge, he wanted out, but they just couldn't get a big down there. Mm-hmm. They haven't had a big. I mean, Al Horford is a stretch big, but he ain't somebody like this kid Williams. Yeah. Just big, athletic, tearing down the rack, rebounding, ferocious. Like, he's paying dividends for this Celtics team, and he's allowing Tatum and Brown to stay spaced out away from each other on the floor. Like you said, Jalen Brown is very good. Borderline great player, but he ain't that. (laughs) That boy Tatum went blow for blow with Kevin Durant yesterday and left Kevin Durant shaking his head at the foul line. (laughs) I love what I'm seeing from him, man. I hate the Celtics as an organization because I'm a Laker, but I love Tatum because he's a dookie. I ride with him. I'm rooting for him. He's always showed something year in, year out, year in, year year out. He's always shown. And now it seems to be that he has officially arrived in the NBA as being a prominent superstar. Mm-hmm. Prominent superstar. So shout out to the Boston Celtics and Jason Tatum doing their thing. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets, y'all in trouble. Mm. They still like the AC, though. They the ninth seed. Did not, oh, they Y'all in trouble. Oh, Y'all in trouble. Your schedule is not favorable for you. You're going to be in a play-in. Kevin Durant has returned to an 0-2 start. He lost yesterday. And I know we come back from injury, so I'm not going to hit the head on... <laughs> I'm not going to hit the head on Kevin Durant because he's still trying to work his way back from injury. But he scored 37 yesterday. 37 yesterday. And Jason Tatum just wouldn't stop. Kyrie Irving couldn't get help out. I mean, there's a lot of questions out here in Brooklyn. Steve Nash, can he pull it together? We're going to see, bro. We're going to see where would the Brooklyn Nets end up? That's the question. That's the question. Can they piece it together and get Ben Simmons back and make a run for it? Sure. Anytime you got Kevin Durant, you got a chance. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you something, man. These top tens in the East, ain't some, <laughs> they something serious. <laughs> Connor Cowherd said something yesterday, or today, and I totally agree with him. He said, if the Brooklyn Nets were going to win a championship, they should have did it last year. He said they should have did it last year. Because now going forward, it's a gauntlet in the East. And teams are getting better. They're deeper. And Brooklyn still is trying to piece something together. Kyrie Irving not going to play home games in the playoffs. The mayor came out and said he can't make an exception for Kyrie. Oh, dang. I didn't know that. They lifted the bands, but he's still an essential worker. Because he played for the the Houston, I mean, the Brooklyn Nets. He said he can't make an exception for him on CNN. Wow. So what are you going to do here? The Brooklyn Nets are a fascinating story. Where they end up and where they finish, I'm glued to it. Because I'm going to tell you this right now. Y'all be dragging LeBron. But I don't hear y'all talk about KD. I don't hear you talk about Steph. (laughs) I don't hear you talk about none of these other guys who y'all said was better than him at one point. Oh, KD been hurt. Shut up. KD went home last year to Giannis in the second round. I ain't hear nobody talk about it. 
Kevin Durant, and that's the ninth seed right now. He know he on to and he's a turn. I don't want to hear. Sound like the same situation as Brian, right? Ninth seed. Yeah, <laughs> but we don't hear nothing about that. <laughs> we don't hear nothing about that. That's all I want. I'm gonna leave that there. We're gonna watch the Brooklyn Nets and see what happened. Oh. <laughs> Man, by the time y'all hit this game be over anyway, but Raymond out, man. <laughs> Raymond is out, man. I don't blame him, dog. I don't blame him. After 56, man, year 19, man, that leg probably swole up so thick on LeBron. My dog got the chill, man. LeBron probably ain't even make the flight. Oh, man. LeBron, I don't blame him, bro. Who's starting tonight? Melo? Probably the white. <laughs> Lakers finna lose by 26, man, to the Spurs, man. Yeah, young Javante Murray and the boys when they get off on the Lakers, oh, bro. Oh man. Yeah, LeBron. LeBron know. LeBron know, man. I need to take it off, man. We are. We straight. <laughs> we straight. All right, man. Black, let's get back into the docket, man. Black, question for you. I thought about this last night. Black, why the, why isn't there any coverage on the Milwaukee Bucks? Oh, the no, reigning man. defending NBA champions. Beat the Phoenix Suns, you know, without Chris Paul and uh, Devin Booker, but they beat them yesterday at home. Kind of getting their act together. Black, why isn't there any coverage on the Bucks? And why isn't anybody picking the Bucks to repeat? Oh, no, why? Yeah, I really don't. I, I, I just want to say something, man. I don't know what it is with the Suns and the Bucks, man. The Suns just, when they play the Bucks, man, it just, <laughs> it just seemed like they scared. It seems like they scared. I know they beat they beaten Milwaukee once this year, but come on, man. Y'all were winning this game decently until Chris Middleton went off for 45 piece. <laughs> I don't know why we're not seeing much of the Bucks. And, and they had a nice slate on ABC yesterday. Mm-hmm. It started with the, the Boston game, and then they went to Milwaukee and, and the Suns. And I, I don't understand why we're not seeing more of them. Like, Seems like we don't see them much on TNT. Only when they play the better, the better teams, we may see them. But not hearing much about Giannis. You know, last year you heard about Giannis a lot, a whole lot, and they but they're slow. They're slowly gaining, gaining steam here when this when it's right when it's the right time to. So I'm not I'm <laughs> I'm not counting them boys out because I know what it Giannis know what it take. Giannis still hungry and. The way these, uh, the way Chris Middleton is picking it up, this team gonna be something to reckon with, man. And I love what I'm seeing from them so far. They're getting better at the right time. You know, at, they were struggling, and we can tell Milwaukee. These Giannis know you just got to pace yourself, make it through the regular season, going into the playoff. It's as healthy as you can be. So I'm expecting them to make a make another run again, man. But like you say, that East is a gauntlet. Now you don't know what's gonna happen. Uh, night in and night out D honestly when the playoffs start in the east man because this thing gonna be real in the east somebody gonna be beat up in the finals when they get there because mm-hmm. the east the east is gonna be real this year I'm, I'm very excited about that until I see otherwise the Brook the uh, Milwaukee Bucks are going back to the NBA finals there's only one team in the east that I feel that who is a legitimate threat to beat them and that is the Philadelphia 76ers mm. I've been saying this. When Giannis dunked that thing in game three or four, whatever it was in the finals, and he rattled that rim game and he swooped down, and game LeBron five. was sitting over there in that corner, <laughs> and that man was standing to that teeth like that, I said, oh, yeah, the lead belonged to him. 
That thing ain't never left me. Never left me. This team is built to win championships. They got shooters. They big. They long. They rebound. Chris Middleton is the true definition of a silent assassin. Mm-hmm. You can nitpick and nitpick on Chris Middleton all you want, but boy, when it's time, boy, it's time. Oh, and Giannis was on the bench when he was closing with that five fouls. <laughs> Until I see otherwise, the Milwaukee Bucks will win the NBA championship again. They will win it. One team in the East that can dethrone, well, get them out the way, Philly. One team in the West that can beat them, Phoenix. Them the only two. I don't even see Golden State being able to beat them because the only rough rider they got is Draymond Green. Boy, there's a bunch of rough riders out there in Milwaukee. And Draymond can't do nothing with Giannis. He can't do nothing with him. <laughs> they defend well. Drew Holiday. I mean, they defend well. They shoot well. But we get no coverage on this team. I watch sports in the day. They just kind of showed Milwaukee and, and Phoenix game. They kind of moved on. I'm like, oh, this is where we at with the NBA champions? So until I see otherwise, the Bucks are going to win it again. Mm-hmm. There's only one team in the East, one more time. That's the Philadelphia 76ers. Because Joel Embiid, if he keep playing like he playing, I don't know if you can stop it. I don't know <laughs> if you can do anything to detain it. And if James Harden gets to take a back seat from the pressure, he going to kill. He gonna kill. Mm. And if the Phoenix Great Suns, point. Great point. Phoenix Suns, they get Paul back, get Booker back in there. That team out there can win a championship this year. But can they get over the hump? Can they beat Milwaukee? Can Ooh. they do it? <laughs> it looked like they were poised to do it in the finals last year. Mm. And this is the thing that I keep in mind. Boy, Giannis was coming off that hyping extended knee. So you had your chance. So if he get back to the finals this year, you face him and he healthy. What he gonna do then? Yeah. What he gonna do then? Now nope. I will say this: Javale McGee being added to Phoenix has been a fantastic addition. Fantastic to put him down there with Aiton and get more rebounding. That's what Phoenix needed last year in the finals. They just didn't have other than, than Aiton. Aiton couldn't do nothing with that boy. I think people forget that this man only played one game in the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> so yo And came back in the finals And did what? Rec shop Closed out 50, 20, and 10 Or some crazy number like that Close it out So yeah man More coverage on the Milwaukee Bucks ple- On the Milwaukee Bucks please mm. Cause they deserve it Alright Black oh, man Thought I was gonna come in here And talk on a better note Coach K Mm. My coach, King K, as I call him, five NCAA championship, countless ACC championships, the greatest college basketball coach of all time, top five basketball coach, period. Coach Michael F. Shershevsky <laughs> played his final game at Cameron Indoor Stadium against some stinking uh, Tar Heels. And the Tar Heels came in there and they got it done. Every kid on scholarship for Duke should be dismissed. No, they shouldn't. I'm joking. <laughs> It sucked to see K lose his last game at Cameron Indoor. 
It was a great sight to see all the 183 former players that were there. Coach K, an illustrious, beyond illustrious, iconic, and legendary career at the University of Duke. He'll never coach another game inside of that historic Cameron Crazies building. We're not going to send our farewells to Coach K yet because he's still playing. He has an ACC championship and he has an NCAA tournament to uh, think about. But Black, Coach K, one more time at Cameron Indoor. What was those vi- what were those visuals like for you? Um... And just knowing that another legend, man, me and you are getting older, man. And we're getting to a point where we're starting to see the guys that we seen in all these different sports walk away. Walking away. And Coach K is now being added to that list. We've seen Tom Brady retire this year. What are your thoughts on Coach K, man, and his last game at Cameron Indoor? Just all the moments that you've seen there with him. Uh, Just great, man. Just great. Um, I kind of had a feeling, man, they was gonna lose that game. Me though, too, man. Because uh, if <sighs> pressure, if you were in that building, I don't think you're gonna go to anything else spectacular like we seen in Cameron Indoor, man. It was crazy. Let me tell you something. I did get a glimpse of that before before I got out for the night, and the cameras were shaking. <laughs> Let me say that again. Yeah, the cameras were shaking. In Cameron Indoor. Yeah. They couldn't even keep the camera straight. Right. It's like that that atmosphere in Cameron Indoor for Coach K. It wasn't about the game. Mm-mm. It was for Coach K. But the part that got me. Everyone. That has played under Coach K. Was in the building. Was in the building. I love how the former players, all of them had on the Duke white and blue shirt coming. Man, they all walked out together with Coach K. They came out when the basketball team came out. A great sight to see. Great environment. Emotions running high. You got to think, ain't nobody. Even the kids playing in the game, not level-headed, D. It's just so much going on for Coach K, man. Bring Coach K to tears. Ain't no way Coach K can go uh, can put a put together a good game plan to get Carolina out of here, man. In the <laughs> last game, I don't think the game really mean much. It don't mean nothing. We'll see a better Duke in the ACC tournament, but that moment, man, those are the type of moments. Those that's the type of moment that you want to see all the greats and whatever sports it is have. We didn't get that with Tom Brady. Those those no, however Tom Brady moment was going to be. It should have been a great moment on his way going out. <clears throat> Coach K got his moment Saturday night. D, it was beautiful. Emotions were running high. Very, very, very good moment. Like you said, you don't want to put a stamp on his career because he ain't done. We don't know what Duke is going to do in this tournament. Right. But for overall career, uh, five-time, what, five-time NCAA mm-hmm. champion, two gold medals as a head coach. Look at it. Uh, Kobe Bryant. LeBron James, they love this man. They love him. Your great players. He he's left left an impact on some of the great players in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Look at look at the names: Kyrie Irving, Jason Tatum. Look at some of the names in the NBA that's with the Duke. Mm-hmm. Shane Battier. It's, it was good to see old Shane Battier come up out of there. Mm-hmm. We ain't heard from Shane in a while. Yeah, JJ Christian. Man, Lane, it, 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 it was good to see JJ. Man, I'm just looking at all the players that then came out of Duke. Like, wow. Wow. So many greats. So many greats. So shout out to Coach K. You ain't done. So we ain't finna say no farewell, yeah, yeah, no yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah. 
but amazing, amazing, amazing career. You know, doing what he's done this far. You know, yeah. for in, in to be his last game game in Cameron Indoor, it was a great moment. D and they let him go out the right way. His last game in Cameron Indoor. It was weird for me. You know, it's it's weird for me. If you if you really know me, know me. You know, I'm a Florida State football fan. I'm a Duke basketball fan. If you really know me, and you know, it depends on where you are. You get chastised for that, but it is what it is. I support my Florida State basketball team, but I've been a Duke in my whole life, and Coach K's been my guy. You know what I mean? And, and to see him come out one last time, man, it was just so weird. And I got a little emotion myself watching it, man, because it's like, bro, like, this the only coach I know at Duke. I don't know nobody else even remotely, man. So to see Coach K and all his former players and the energy in that building, and I said to myself, too, I said, man, Duke going to lose this game. Like, they, they, how can these kids even function? How can they even center themselves? Coach K, all, I mean, this is Coach K said he said he was dreading this game. Mm-hmm. He was dreading this game. And he knew, you know, the last game was against Carolina. Thank God they beat Carolina by 40 in Carolina. So that kind of kind of evens it up a bit, man. But uh, just a great moment to see Coach K. Um, I'm still picking Duke to win the national championship this year. Wouldn't that be sweet if Coach K can win one for the role? We'll see. But uh, to see him one last time at Cameron Indoor, the Cameron Crazies. Uh, I love the shots back and forth that they were going up showing his wife and then showing him. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, she was overwhelmed herself. I mean, just all his grandkids and children and everything in the building. It, who's who was there? They had LeBron James speaking during the game and uh, even people who didn't even go to Duke who admired, you know, Coach K. Um, and, you know, um, and, and like Black said, all the great players, Grant Hill and Christian Leitner and Jay Williams and J.J. Reddick and, Duhan and Dunleavy and uh, Dawkins and just everybody was just in the building. K, uh, uh, Capo, like everybody was there, man. It was good to see Capo. Yeah, everybody was was there. Everybody was there, man. It was just a great, great moment. And, uh, you know, I wish they would have won the last game, but it doesn't matter. I mean, 20 years from now, people say, oh, you know, they ain't going to even remember that Coach K lost his last game, but they will remember the career Mm -hmm. and all the lives he touched, all the men that he touched coming through there, man. And just thought, Coach K, we'll see where the rest of the tourney goes, and I hope we can be sitting here another month or so saying Coach K walked over to the sunset with his sixth national championship. That will be great, but those kids got to rebound. They got to rebound and get refocused and get ready for this ACC championship, and we'll go from there. So we just want to start the uh, well, our farewell to Coach K. Last game at Cameron Indoor. Uh, man, it was crazy to see, man. It was crazy. All right, Black, a couple of things in the NFL that we're going to get out of here. Another combine uh, was this past weekend, and we got a chance to see a lot of the young talent um, on the rise, man. The kid from Liberty at quarterback, Evan Neal. I mean, look. Can we stop the can we stop the conversation of what the Jaguars should do number one overall? Can we stop talking about it? The answer is two words. Evan Neal is the number one pick in this draft. Evan Neal needs to be the number one player taken. In this draft. And I'm not even talking about his physique and him running a 4.89 on the uh in the uh the 40 yard dash. Protect your investment. Protect <coughs> Trevor. It's simple. He's been facing premier talent since he's been in Alabama. 
All of these guys who come flying by him that go to Georgia and go to Kentucky and go here, them same boys, he's going to be playing against them in the NFL. Jacksonville Jaguars, stop talking about trading down. And da, 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 no, no, no. And I heard some idiot talking about, oh, the Jaguars should trade their first round pick and their third round pick to get DK Metcalf. Who? <laughs> There's one answer. And it's two words. When Roger Goodell walks up to that podium and says the Jacksonville Jaguars select offensive lineman Evan Neal from the University of Championships. <laughs> Alabama. Black, quick thoughts on the combine. Oh, man, great combine. Uh, man, we got some freaks, man, in this combine, man. To see uh, my guy from Georgia, the dick beat D tackle, I oh just, I was God. like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> This big Joe guy here running faster than quarterbacks. Savage. Shoot, he fat. He running faster than some than some of the freaking um line bikers. I'm like, oh my god! I mean, these Animals, guys are man. freaks, man. Like they raising their stock, man. And um, the one thing that really stood out was how well the 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 DB from us uh, from Cincinnati did, man. Oh he yeah, killed the combine. His name is Sauce Sauce something. I yeah. can't even think of his last name, but. Man, to see him be uh, basically the best DV, DB overall in this draft, man. He put on the show at the Combine. Like D say, man, this thing going to be tough, man. Evan Neal, um, this guy from NC State, he killed the Combine too. His stock's rising. Like, it's, it's going to be tough for the Jaguars, but we, I got to agree with D. It got to be Evan Neal. As much as I like the guy from NC State too, because he's a big athletic joker as well. He is. He ran just as good as Evan Neal. He you did. know what I'm saying? So, I'm... <laughs> I'm like, man, who knows? But it has to be Evan Neal because Evan Neal comes from winning. He knows what it takes. And so, the talent he played and he, against. Yeah, he's, he's very talented. So whatever the Jacks need to do, I don't want to hear nothing about no trade. Look, in my opinion, I think the Jaguars are going to do well in free agency this year. I just have that. I just feel like they are. I feel like they're going to snag somebody. I don't know who it is, but we shall see. But it has to be Evan Neal. You have Trevor Lawrence. You have to protect your investment. <clears throat> you have to do that. So you have to get the best available offensive lineman. You have to. It's Take a lot. Investment. Of, after looking at this combine, it makes me feel a lot better. You know why? Because this combine is deep. It's a lot of talent. When the Jaguars come up from they from for their second pick in the their first pick in the second round, that's when the decision making need to be made because there's so much talent and so much athleticism, good players that's going to be sitting there. In the second round, that could potentially could have been in the first round. That's when the draft really stopped for them. It shouldn't be with the first pick. It no. shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. But overall, D, great combine. I got to tune in like two of the days of the combine and see some, some of these guys, man, put a stamp on, you know, what people already knew about them. And some people raised the stock, man. And it was great to see. Absolutely was. Great combine. A lot of athletes, man, you just really enjoy seeing the athletes do their thing, man. Pro days are coming up next, man. So these college kids are stating they claim. They stating they claim and getting ready, man. All right, Black, before we wrap up, last topic of the day. Black, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is making a lot of ruckus in Arizona, and he's making demands in Arizona. Now, Kyler Murray is, of course, a young, ultra-talented quarterback in this league. Cardinals did very well this year, made the playoffs. And I'm trying to say this in a nice way. 
So when you see guys who've been in the league four years or less, Kyler Murray's on that list. All right. So you got the upcoming quarterbacks, Justin Herbert. Of course, you got Lamar. Uh, Pat Mahomes is kind of getting away from the young, like newer quarterbacks because he's been in the league. What I think he's going on his fifth year or whatever mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But for Kyler Murray to demand the money, which he's going to get, he's going to get it regardless. But he wants it now. So hear me real quick. Quarterbacks who get taken number one overall, they're going to get a re-up. Most of them do number one overall. Baker Mayfield is like that one in question of someone who's going to break the bank at quarterback. But the Browns have made it clear he's going to be QB1. But Kyler Murray, with all due respect, what have you done (laughs) so far Mm. to deserve your money right now? Mm. The answer is nothing. The last time that I saw you in the playoff game against the Los Angeles Rams on Monday Night Football, you were trash. Mm. You threw interception at the interception. You fumbled. You were inconsistent. You made bad decisions. And you went home in an embarrassing fashion. The NFC West is a tough place to play. You made the playoffs, sir. But the last time we saw you, you ain't deserve your money right now. So for you to demand money and have your agent demanding money, why? Lamar Jackson ain't got paid yet. <laughs> so you was hell sure ain't finna get paid yet. Mm. Tell me he won a decision on his uh, contract extension before the draft. Now I get it, you trying to play your hand. And by all means, brother, get your money. But sir, Justin Herbert ain't got paid. Lamar Jackson didn't get Patrick Mahomes just got his money last year and he had a Super Bowl. Kyler Murray, pump your brakes, G. You're going to get your cash, but you ain't finna get it right now. Now, the Cardinals are saying to themselves, oh, you want to come out your neck? (laughs) What you going to do? You going to stay home and not come and play? No, you're not going to do that. You're going to be there. What you going to do? You going to cause a scene and not show up to training camp? You're not going to do that. Kyler, chill. You've done nothing to get your money yet. You're going to get it eventually, but you just ain't getting it right now. Black, am I talking out of turn with talking about Kyler Murray and his demands? No, you're not, sir. No, you're not. Bro, you just, like you said, he needs to chill, bro. Yes. You ain't done nothing to deserve that money. No. I know who did get their money. Cliffy Cliff. Cliffy Cliff got it. He got his money. (laughs) So I know he going to be around. He sure did. <laughs> so sure yeah, man. Look, Kyler Murray, we know you're a great talent. Yes. But the last two years we've seen you, you've had the better team mid mid halfway in the season, and then the last two seasons go downhill. Fast. You went into the playoffs this year, losing three straight games. Yep. And then you got manhandled annihilated in the play in the playoff game annihilated so it's this is not the time to be demanding money my guy you haven't even had a, a good run in the playoffs yet guys like Deshaun they've won playoff games so they deserve their money Lamar Lamar has won playoff games they deserve their money guys like Josh Allen Baker won Mayfield playoff. got a win he got two in wins playoff, in, the in the playoffs, playoffs. <laughs> and my god <laughs> who would have thought yeah, man. It's guys that's not getting their money just as fast. Yeah. 
Like you say, you got to be like that top echelon and you got to be like Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, who just got his money last year. Yeah. But look what he's done. He's won multiple playoff games. Yeah. Kyler Murray, you hadn't even won anything. No. And you making demands? Mm -hmm. No, bro. Don't make no demands. Discontinue to pace yourself, get better, win football games. And have your team rolling when it's time to go in the playoffs and do something. Make them pay you. Because the last time we've seen the playoffs, you've been the reason. Yes, your you team were. can't get it done. Yes, you were. You've been the reason. Embarrassing. The offense didn't look good. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. So he just need to chill, get his money, show up, be quiet. Don't be making demands through your agent, bruh. Because when it's all said and done, you're going to have to fire the agent because Arizona ain't going to do nothing for you. They not. Until you start winning. They not budging. They not budging. Because next year, the pressure on for you, bro, as a former number one pick. Big time. The pressure is on. Big time. Because there's a few quarterbacks. It's a few quarterbacks that went after you in one playoff games. Mm-hmm. Let me say that again. It's quarterbacks that went after you that have won playoff games. Mm-hmm. Facts. So he needs to chill, D. When I heard that, I said, "Man, this man, this who is who is who is like, Kyler Murray? Like, I'm think sorry, you are, I know you're a good football, but who are you? You ain't done nothing to make yet, demands. Bro. You gonna get your money? The market is what it is. You gonna get paid, bro? That's not the conversation here. But chill. And we already see the market is finna get reset again with Aaron Rodgers. Chill. So you're gonna get your money. Chill." Just go and win, bro. Just go play. Because these conversations we have are not going to get a little bit worse if you don't do what you need to do next year. You know how we give it up. (laughs) That thing can get ugly for you, Kyler. Well, yeah, Kyler, man, just pump your brakes and focus on being a better football player and leading your team and getting some wins in the playoffs. Yeah, just do better. Like Black said, do better. Work on it. (laughs) It's okay. How do you get paid? All this money that you feel like you deserve right now after that playoff performance. I can see if you went down in the blaze of glory 30 to 29 and you went 38 for 40, 469 yard passing three touchdowns. I can see if you did that. But boy, what you was looking at in the end zone throwing that interception? <laughs> and then you come right back out the next drive and fumble. What you were looking at? You got Cliff and Cliff ready to, you got Cliff and Cliff ready to throw down a laminated sheet. Oh, I'm happy Cliffy Cliff got this money. Yeah, Cliffy Cliff got that cash, man. Shout out my dog Cliffy Cliff, man. And you, so, and, and hold on, and what? This is what year three going into? This is third year. He going into year three. Yep. And you asking for money, bro? <laughs> year three. Yep. Come on now. Yeah. Put yeah. in the work, man. Put, Put in, in the, the work. work. We've seen work. this for the past two years. We've seen this Arizona man. They look like they making it. We even said it this year when we covered NFL this year. Man, Kyle and them look like they're going to do something. Once again, in the playoff, when it's almost time for the playoff, they fall off planet Earth. Peace. <laughs> bro, don't be making demands. Tell your agent to shut up. Chill. And don't be making no demands, bro. Just go play. Because you about to cause him to lose his job. Just go play. Because when he bring back to you, be like, bro, they ain't budging. You're going to be like, you fired. Just go play, bro. <laughs> go play football, bro. Just go and, play. And just be quiet and chill. Your day's coming. It's coming. You may have to wait a little while, but it's coming. It's coming. Relax. <laughs> relax. Relax. 
All right, man, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Sports Desk, episode 166. We covered a lot here. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. As always, we appreciate all the support and all the love and everything that you guys show us. Retweeting our shows, pressing play on Spotify, Apple, and uh, 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 what else are we on? Uh, SoundCloud, uh, Bandcamp. We ain't on Bandcamp for real, but I just felt like saying it. But yeah, we just appreciate all the love and support. Shout out to the NPN Network for always showing love. Posting our shows, putting out links, retweeting them, man. We greatly, greatly appreciate uh, the support, man. So, um, you know, it's always fun doing this, man. And we're turning the corner to 200 episodes, man. We'll be hitting 200 episodes this year. And, uh, you know, just have a great time every time I get a chance to hook up with my brother and uh, talk about what we love, man. We love sports, man. We've been doing it our whole lives. So it's just really, really dope. Uh, for real Black anything before we go Yeah man Just appreciate all the love And support that we get man Y'all look out We will be doing A special edition episode For free agency Coming up Maybe what Next week D Maybe yeah. Sometime maybe next week But we will be covering Free agency Just appreciate all the love And support we get man Y'all keep rocking with us Big things coming um, Thank y'all Y'all keep Like DJ said Spotify Apple I, um, I, I, SoundCloud, SoundCloud iTunes SoundCloud, yeah. SoundCloud. Y'all keep rocking with us, man. Hitting hitting them buttons, man. Listening to us, man, because we're going to keep putting great content out and giving it to y'all. Appreciate all the love. Yes, sir. Once again, I'm Desert L. Hicks Jr., one half of your sportsologist. You can catch me at that name on Twitter, on Instagram, and on YouTube. You can catch me there as well. Come holla at your boy. And y'all can hit me at BlackNL3 on, on Twitter and Instagram, man. Y'all hit me up. Let's talk about it. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all and talk to y'all in a few days. Until then, be cool. Be safe. Take care of yourselves. And we appreciate you listening to this episode of the Sports Desk. <laughs> Hey, this reduce lunch sports, man. Come on now. You're listening to the sports show. New sports desk.